0: You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Speakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to
1: the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. the
2: And what's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the Four All Nerd Show. The only place where we talk about geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben mean, aka Meek Mill House, aka The Infinity Stones, aka Stan Legacy, aka. Uh, yeah, I'm all out of AKs. If you got some new ones, hit me up at DJ Ben, I mean, because I've been sloppy lately. I gonna go with the Silver Smurfer, but that's really not that good, you know. So I'm just trying to waste no more time and introduce someone who we have not seen in a while around these parts.
3: Well, I've been back, but I went to the other deck of the spaceship. Where True, you're you're, you're, all, you're over here all taking over a new deck of the spaceship. True. you new, know it's, uh, it's nice and plush. Right, exactly. It is plush. Yes, yes the plush deck. Exactly, <laughs> the plush it's, deck. Yeah. Know, what is that? Uh, Ten forward and on uh, the next generation. That's the name of the bar where. Uh, where we we'll yeah, exactly. Sports, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is Chico Leo. What's up? Uh, <laughs> AKA uh, Dikembe Mofongo. <laughs> AKA Bernie slanders. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. No Luke beige Luke Cage. That's right. Luke beige season three. Yeah, I mean Luke Cage. Yeah, they've all. Yeah, yeah, like Lebron Flames has a different meaning. uh Or or Lebron Frames, I think is what it was. Yeah. The glasses. Yeah, yeah. Lebron
2: Flames. I like that.
3: I like that right there. I like that.
2: And, yes, you know, as you hear, D Chico Leo is back in the spaceship, folks. It's been a minute. Welcome back to Dynamic Duo Reunited. Right now, it's just the two of us, like a Will Smith or a Otis Redding. Is that Otis? I'm effing it all up tonight, folks. You just know how we go. Just the two of us. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that's much Bill. later. Than, no, that's the, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah.
3: Bill, Bill uh, Withers. Yes,
2: use me up. And other great jams. But yeah, it's just the two of us tonight so far. You know, Jeff J is flying in right now. He's returning in his estate pod. What's the reverse of an estate pod? A shuttle pod? Yeah, there a shuttle. Go. He's yeah, returning the- He's returning from the planet in the shuttle. Yeah, it's returning from the planet in the shuttle. Tatiana King is still out in nowhere, mining celestial brain crystals, as it were. And, you know, we're back in the spaceship. It's the For All Nerds show. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for subscribing on iTunes, YouTube, all those different places. You can see we got the video popping. We're back on video tonight. Hello. What up? Shout-outs to Brother Chris, our engineer here in the spaceship. It's beautiful tonight, man. But this week is definitely one of, I mean, sadly, the most momentous weeks in comic book geek Pop culture, anything, history.
3: Well, we knew it was coming. I mean, I I'm mean, not trying to minimize, you know, because no. it is, it is a weird thing. Like he, like, like all these obituaries had already been written and were in a drawer. And you know, I don't know. I saw him from afar at Comic Con, like three years, whatever his last Comic Con was, uh, whether it was 2015 or 2016. Yeah, and he was super frail. I have I uh my my paternal grandmother died at 93 mm. uh the other day uh the not the other day like 3 months ago 4 months ago yep and uh, you know she was 93 or 94 like she was 93 and she she ended up dying a week before her 94th birthday mm. like I'm not sad about like she had a decline you know like and Stan Lee has had a decline, so I think it's celebrating his life and his legacy is what it's all about. But you Definitely. can't be sad. I no. mean, if you make it to ninety five, like that's a dope run.
2: I mean, it's an incredible run. The man had a sixty five year marriage to his wife, Joe yeah. Lee. I mean, if we you know, like every everyone knows, we're talking about Stan Lee who passed this week. You know, first let's take a you know quick moment of silence. But word up, man. That man lived a good-ass life. Like, you can't be mad. Like, yesterday I was definitely shedding some tears, you know, because I was just thinking about it, the legacy, everything, what he's done in his life. But at the same time, it's
3: just, you got to celebrate it. Right. Absolutely. But there's a difference between doing that and dying, like a life being cut short or a, Mm. a career that, you know, like, you know, the, you know, more often than not that we end up talking about. So I am fully behind celebrating. The legacy and the life. And, like, yesterday I retweeted, like, you know, eight great things and, like, mm-hmm. one bad thing. Yep. You know, every human has gray, you know, has a gray, you know, there's, there's, there's some things that you do that are dope and some that aren't. And and, and his, you know, some of his are it's sort of been muddied by history that people have died. Well, everybody has died. But, you know, I mean, for the most part, the effect that he had on, like, the world is, like, un, you know, unrivaled. But, yeah, he wasn't a perfect... uh you know, he was not a perfect person. But no. He probably leaned more towards the good than the bad.
2: It's debatable. But, like, with any person you have, you know, we weren't there for it. We don't right. know the real history. You don't know what happened exactly. You know, everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Stanley, basically is one of the people responsible for creating the Marvel Universe as we know it today. He... At a time, I did a tweet thread about this. He worked for Timely Comics before it was Marvel Comics. When he was 39 years old, he was ready to quit. He was done with the industry. He was doing a lot of romance and, like, cowboy comic books and westerns. And he was just sick of it. And his wife, Joan, told him, do one last comic and do it the way you want to do it. And so he created the Fantastic Four. And so, boom. From there, the Fantastic Four was a hit everything popped off, it just kept going, things just blew up, Marvel became the monster that we know it today, he created many things, and a part of his legacy that we have to talk about is that it wasn't just him, and that's what a lot of people now, because he's the person who appeared in all the Marvel movies, everybody
3: knows his face and name. Well, his name was in every, so he was the editor-in-chief till 72, and then he became the publisher. Mm -hmm. And his name is literally in. It's like Stan Lee presents in every Marvel comic. From I don't even know. Do they still do it? But they used to in the 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. But it was they definitely used to do Stan that. Lee presents in every single. So one. yeah, his name was constantly there, and um, you know, famously, the two dudes uh, Schuster and Siegel sold the rights to, uh, you know, Superman to DC Comics for 130 dollars. You know, like he was on staff, but it, yeah, the ownership stuff of that and who created what, like. There's a lot of gray area, and I feel like he, you know, he was out front, you know? Also, Kirby left Marvel. So, like, so there were, you know, there there, were, you know, we'll never totally, and and Steve did go, so we'll never totally know. But we're coming in now to our, uh, our, uh, to the landing port. Yep. And we have our third
2: member, you know, back in the spaceship joining us.
4: Jeff J. A.K.A. No A.K.A.'s.
2: (laughs) Quick and to the point. We're over here discussing Stan Lee, and I know, Jeff, that Spider-Man is your favorite character of all time, you know, so how did it, how did you feel when you first heard the news?
4: Um, I mean, it was sad, but he was 95 years old, so I'm not, you lived a long life, but mm-hmm. you never know when it's coming until it's, it's here, and yep. when it's here, it's just like, damn. Yeah. Like, I wish I could have met him, I wish I could have took a picture with him, talked to him, because I wouldn't be here if he didn't. Create Marvel and, mm-hmm. and have a hand in creating all of those characters. I literally wouldn't be in this room right now.
3: None of us would be. And and it's interesting to say, like, you so see, I, I would say Spider Man is my favorite superhero as well. And, like, you know, that's an issue where, like, no matter who created it, like, all the words that came out of Spider-Man's mouth, at least in the first hundred issues or so, were put there by Stan Lee. So See, that's— any-
2: I've heard different things even there, but the majority of it, yes. Right. That, the, I, the ideas, the thoughts, the whole, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. The, just the idea of what Peter Parker is. Right. You know, the nerd. That's something that somebody tweeted yesterday that really blew me away is that he made heroes out of nerds and scientists. And to this day, like, somebody was also tweeting and talking about their 13-year-old daughter wants to go to high school for science because of Peter Parker. Right. You know, and that's a little girl right now who Stan Lee's influence has reached.
4: Because you have fallible heroes Mm -hmm. just like humans. You don't have aliens from another planet saving the world. You don't have billionaires. But you do have billionaires that drink <laughs> and that womenize <laughs> and that are profiteers off of war that learn the air of their ways and they still have those qualities. And even on another note, you have villains that hmm. are complex that have different ideologies yeah. that may have been drawn to their villainry in ways where you say, "Yeah, I really can't blame them. Like Even the thing about the vulture in mm. Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm, yep. Yo, he, the government comes in, takes his job. Where have we heard this this rhetoric before, right? Takes his job. He's been doing the same job. Damage control comes and says, "We don't your your services aren't warranted all because these damn heroes want to fight aliens and now what are you going to do? You're going to do whatever it takes to make the money you can make. You're going to apply your skills and your intelligence and one person's villainy is another person's uh survival. Mm.
3: Yeah, they even go out of their way in that movie to to demonstrate his loyalty to his employees. Yeah. In a way that like even the best companies today don't seem to have, you know, like he, he at one point says like the only reason he's still doing it is because he needs to take care of all these people. Like what would they do without you know, like I mean there's clearly some megalomania there, but there's also <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, like so yeah, I mean it, th- that that's the advantage though of of being created in the 1960s versus the, the 1930s. I mean, DC has always been handicapped a little by when their their stuff was created. Like mm. it's just a different era, like a couple of generations later, and also by by grounding everything in in New York City where Marvel was instead of all these sort of fake magic cities um, like Metropolis, in, like and Metropolis and or yeah, Star City like or Opal City. Yeah, exactly. It it, it 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 they became relatable in that sense as well as the way that they had foibles and Failures and like you know the thing had self-loathing and the Fantastic Four were family that bickered. Iron Man was an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. That was like what you were talking about. Although that, that's later. I mean, that's not he. I don't know how much he. Oh, that's know.
2: early. The womanizing and the alcoholism and the you know the war. Oh, that's war. true. Before, yeah, 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 it's yeah, absolutely. A, that's true. Because it comes from but him. But the, the
3: storyline where he gives up is like. Oh after yeah, that's way Stanley's better. But, but it's tenure.
2: all it's all influenced and cr- right. comes from his creations, and that's the thing about it. And that's something that what I wanted to talk about with his legacy is the idea like we were talking about when, when he passed is he created Black Panther alongside Jack Kirby in 1966. Like, before all the idea of inclusion, diversity, before any of that was these buzzwords that we use today that people hate on the whole... I saw someone say, oh, this is Stanley's social justice legacy. And I'm just like, no, no. Stanley was just a human being. These people were just human beings who wanted to create something they knew. And he would speak about it in his soapbox and his editorials about racism, about bigotry, about all these things. And that just, you know, that's what gets me about him. The idea that he was 39 years old when he created the Fantastic Four, about right. to turn 40
3: years old. And that was his first huge success. And it was five years later that he created the uh, T'Challa. It was like 1966. So, yeah.
2: yeah, so it's like five years after that. Yeah. You know, he's like 44 years old and he creates the Black Panther. Yep. And so people, you know, who are like 20 and like, oh, I have done nothing yet. It's like you always have time. And then I was reading that quote of his where he's talking about how he used to feel inadequate basically being a comic book writer because he would see other of his friends becoming doctors or engineers and all these things. And he's like, what am I contributing to the world? And that's something personally that's always been big with me because as a DJ and, you know, I went to university, so I know nothing but doctors and engineers and all this type of thing. And I'm just sitting here DJing, doing podcasts, writing, whatever. And I'm like, damn, what am I doing? You know, what, what is this really helping the world? But when he said that, it's like entertainment's one of the most valuable things in the world because it helps people get through their day. It helps people maintain when they have these problems in their life, they can get away with some entertainment for a few minutes, for a few times. And that's something that helped me as a DJ and hearing him say that. So it's all these things that I just respect him so much for. it. You know, no matter what goes on, like we said, behind the scenes over who created what, who did anything, that's something else. Like, it's always a team effort. It's just like this show right here. None of this show is just about me or about Tatiana or about you or about Jeff or anyone it's all about everyone coming together to make the magic there's also a
3: very thing uh, like like um, no nobody knew those comics were going to still be remembered today like mm. Avengers number one and X-Men number one both came out the same month two team wow. books both drawn by Jack Kirby both written by Stan Lee like they would never do that now now they'd yeah. be a whole marketing push and they'd be like six months apart and like one book wouldn't want to look like any other and they'd make sure that they didn't duplicate any powers and instead they just, yeah, those came out the same month in that like you know cr- 1963, and, and, and um, you know, n- th- there would be no sense that people would be talking about these, you know, five years later, let alone you know twenty, fifty, you know, however many years later, and so that's like a very strange place to be. To be, you know, like he he had no idea these comics were, um, you know, were were gonna be what what they've become with these blockbuster characters that's
2: the other thing about it if it wasn't for him and for being the you know huckster the the salesman the salesman that he was they wouldn't have been that's something that nobody can deny like jack kirby steve Ditko, all of them are incredible artists everyone who worked at marvel at the time were incredible people but stan lee was out there slinging that
3: dope literally literally exactly so here's what i want to ask jeff like were you did you watch the cartoon x-men or read the comic first
4: Comic first,
3: okay, because I read, I definitely read the comic. The yeah. com- I was reading the comics, you know, ten, or, you know, yeah, like but, ten years. But the
4: but the cartoon brought it to life,
3: right? So I was gonna say, there's a whole generation. I know Tatiana definitely. Yeah. It was the cartoon. So Stan Lee in like 1980 went out to Hollywood, yeah, and so. There wasn't that much done in the '80s, and a lot of it was kind of whack, like these really bad made-for-TV movies. Incredible Hulk TV series is because but, of him. Yeah, Incredible Hulk TV, and and this, I you know, the the Spider-Man is amazing. Friends, like cartoon Sick. was, yeah, exactly, fire. Like in a way that they also at the same time was an Incredible Hulk cartoon that just wasn't. And, I don't remember that. Yeah, they would. dare <laughs> back to back. It would be Spider Man as wow. friends for a half hour, and then I slightly Incredible remember Hulk the whole joint. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's because he was out there. So the idea is he he took the characters beyond the comics in a way that, like you were saying. Maybe Kirby did go, and it's not just them. There were like these background artists. Yeah, there were, you know, like there there were definitely other people. I you know I tweeted someone who was like a back whose mom was a background inker on some mm. of, some of the stuff in the forties. Yep, and supposedly like Stanley like you know actively denied her you know, and I just retweeted it was some woman it was her grandmother or her mother and it's like I just wanted to put show that there there are two sides to. You know, whatever. But, Stanley, you know, like, literally, it's Captain America, not the Captain America comic that billions of people know about. You know, like, the fact that they haven't even bothered to put comic racks in these theaters is mind-boggling to me when you've got all these people going in and out. But it's like, you know, the comics are almost an afterthought. It's more the comics are where these characters were born, and then they grew up, like, on TV and animation. You know, but now they've become, like, real superstar adults in the in the marvel movies and the netflix shows and Everywhere. everything else they're doing on the new <laughs> channel that you know we'll get to
4: yeah well, i could say i think stan lee's greatest one of his greatest accomplishments is creating the gimmick of stan lee right yes. you guys what you guys are talking about before because yo that man is a survivor <laughs> he survived the comic uh valley Of the 60s. Like, Marvel should not be here twice. When they they built up. They got sold to, like, cover girl at one point to, like, some
2: makeup company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
4: (laughs) even, even the fact that they were able to sustain long enough to get bought by Disney, and then he was able to keep going to where he made himself. He reinvented himself from a writer to a personality to being the one of the most anticipated parts of mm. any Marvel movie that you see. He even makes an a, a cameo in Spider-Man the video game. Yeah. Right. Which is which is insane where I wasn't even expecting it. And it's like it, it just felt right. Like what he did felt right. And to your point about the person who spoke about the uh the background vocals and said there's two sides. I've already accepted that when somebody dies, people are always going to want to put both sides. Mm -hmm. But this is what being a human is about. There's always going to be both sides. People are going to remember the good things that you did. And people will never forget the bad things that you did. But I think your legacy, it's all encompassing of what you've done in your life. And another thing I've, I've come to resolve myself to is... When you get to a certain level, someone is getting stepped on. Right. Whether or not you it's that. think. Yep. It's yep. the sub. It's a New York City subway phenomenon. Right. I may walk through the subway and I might bump a few people. Whether or not I intended to do it, it's still bumped. Right. And some people might still be waiting there. Like, I do a lot and grilling at you. Are you going to say excuse me? Are you going to act like you ran into a brick right. wall? And you may just keep moving. Whether or not it was your intent, you did it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of famous people will have stories like that of people who didn't get credited or people who... who uh, who, who, who didn't get any type of proper credit or didn't get any type of money or any type of recognition. And it's not right, but... It, it It is a part of his legacy, mm-hmm. so I'm not really like I don't think it really casts a light because I've seen more shine on him than the negativity, but
3: oh, yeah, and I retweeted like nine different like this is what Stanley did when he met my kid, and you know he was like really nice and took twenty minutes out of his day and all this other really great you know so so the the majority of stuff was definitely positive. Um, also, he was the front man. He was the guy out there. I mean, it's like most people know about the lead singer of a group, you know, more than they know about the person who plays drums. And
2: Beyonce gets all the hate while the rest of Destiny Child just
3: chills out. Right. Except wow. from the, the one's husband. Oh,
2: all right. <laughs> or Beyonce. <fiance. laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and, um, yeah, we still got a lot more to talk about with Stanley and everything else. But right now we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with
4: more for all nerds. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School. And when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from allhiphop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds.
0: Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds.
1: Hey, this is Kelly Robbins six executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness, and when I'm not making white people mad
0: as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerds show.
4: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the friend zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds.
0: Welcome back, for all nerds, fam, to this awesome episode of For All Nerds show. As usual, we're to you be the best in geek and pop culture. And as always, we want to make sure that we're giving a platform to our independent creators out here. So today, we're welcome to the Spaceship the Medium Popcorn Podcast. They're comprised of the team of Brandon Collins and Justin Brown, two film enthusiasts and comedians who talk about new movies old movies some movies they've seen and some movies they haven't but each episode is hilarious so without further ado welcome to the spaceship medium popcorn
5: thank you so much we appreciate that by the way we wanted to thank you again for doing the the jungle fever episode with us that was a classic
0: oh yeah that was so much fun yeah so for everyone listening who doesn't know i was actually on the medium popcorn podcast earlier this summer and we talked about Jungle Fever. I've never seen it prior to being on the show. So it was pretty hilarious, and <laughs> to say the least. And, you know, we just talked through what the movie meant to us and, and all the ridiculous uh, things going on in that film. So it was fun. So thank you guys again for having me on.
1: Pleasure. It was a pleasure. All those Spike Lee-isms. You, oh, my God. Classic.
0: Oh, my God. So I gave everybody a really brief intro for you guys. But if you can do a much better job and let people know who you are, please, Brandon, Justin, whoever wants to go first, tell the fan, fam, who you are.
5: Absolutely. So we're Media Popcorn, we are a weekly uh, movie review podcast that actually just got accredited by Rotten Tomatoes. So it's nope. it's crazy. So that means every week we send it to our, our contact, Rotten Tomatoes, new episode. He transcribes it and pretty much tries to break down the crazy shit we say put on the website, actually adds to the Rotten Tomato meter, which is crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but we, we talk about all kinds of movies. We do black, white, occasionally foreign, sometimes even documentaries. We just do whatever kind of tickles our fancy at the time. Mm-hmm. And we usually say very really outlandish things. We relate to our real lives. Um, Justin and I are both out of our goddamn minds, so it's always <laughs> a interesting take. Um, there's never a refreshing of like the same ideas. It's always going to be something
1: new hope so. yeah you know we're both based out of new york city so you know we've been doing comedy together for you know too since, long yeah since the year the of the <laughs> flood i'm not talking about uh, i'm not talking about katrina y'all it's the year of the flood uh so we're talking moses uh anyhow um yeah so we've been doing comedy together for a long time so you know we just we know each other way too well and uh that's just makes the podcast fun you know it's just two boys are sitting down and just having a conversation about things that they like or don't like.
5: And sometimes we do go down rabbit holes. So folks that like try to like look at certain episodes and be like, oh I'm gonna check out the Black Panther episode or the Get Out episode and be like, this is gonna be a streamlined movie review. No, we go down some weird things. Or sometimes we occasionally butcher African names, which I still am <laughs> apologizing for because people got so mad at me and I'm like, listen, even the actors needed help. They needed translators. Like don't get mad at me, well, y'all. They
0: get mad because if you can pronounce Arnold Schwarzenegger, you should be able to pronounce an African name.
5: I can't pronounce that either, though, Tatiana. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm a dumb person. I mean, I read a lot, but I can't pronounce words. I got speech impediment. See, I ain't even going to try that front.
1: I can't read, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's being said. Why did you guys decide to even do a podcast in the first place? You mentioned your comedians. Um, there's So you know there's many different outlets, ways that you guys oh, no. can talk. Why podcast? <laughs>
1: You can't
0: hear anything. All right, and you guys are back. So the question was: yes. Why podcast? Like you guys are, as you mentioned, um, comedians. You've been in this space. You know that there's different platforms to use. Why did you decide to do this as a podcast?
5: Yeah, I um I've been doing podcasting for a while. I used to have a podcast called Comedy Outliers with uh, the homie Mike Brown. Check him out at Yo Mike Brown. It's one of the funniest people alive. And um, I always wanted to do a movie podcast and I just couldn't find um, the right person to do it with. And Justin and I used to always like uh, talk about movies, just like whenever we would do rehearsals for when we at the time we had a sketch comedy group or just like just talking about movies in general. And then I realized, shit, Justin, you should do this movie
1: podcast with me. Well, he first brought me on to review The Room. And we watched that together and which broke my mind <laughs> and uh, basically almost made me assault Brandon, which made for comedy gold. It did. It did. And uh, one thing led to another. This became uh, a biweekly thing, which then turned into a weekly thing. And, you know, and they just grew into where it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had a different theme
5: song at the beginning. I had a theme song that was like me singing to forget me not. <laughs> and then we brought on Justin and he had that velvety smooth voice and we, uh, we remixed it, and now we have the best theme song of all time Wait, for so
0: guests. forgive me not, like, the song that Will Smith remixed for?
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. It was not good because I'm not – I don't I – don't, I'm tone deaf. It was not a good rendition. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my
0: gosh. So you, you mentioned that you felt – you were looking for the right person to do this with. Did you feel like there was a gap in the space? Like, what made you feel like, yo, I can do this or I can do this better than the other podcasts out there?
5: Yeah, I feel like there is – well, actually, besides how this could be made, there wasn't really any movie review podcasts that were on my radar, like mm-hmm. frequently. And I just felt like I had a unique voice and just teaming up with Justin. Once we made the theme song, we knew we had something special. So it was just kind of like creating a format that made sense to us, being consistent, and then just building up the brand from there. And based on the reception we've gotten the past, I would say, year and a half. It's been nothing short of like amazing. The fans and people signing for Patreon, people coming out for live shows and just tweeting at us. We've recently started selling merch, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, so just like the support has just been, um, another level, which I never, uh, I'm always proud of that. Like I did, like, you know, my comedy outlier stand up show, like it eventually like got like a lot of press and like it was well revered within like the comedy community and now for us to get this podcast it's like starting to get accolades in the podcast community it's it's dope nice
0: nice and how do you guys pick the films that you decide to talk about
1: oh guys it's, it's just completely random <laughs> now sometimes uh you know we actually reach out to some of our fans on twitter and things like that so people you know ask us oh you should do this movie and they'll just suggest random movies for us to do other times it's like well well actually what we try to do is like um a new movie, old movie, new movie, okay. old movie. Yeah, I'll switch it up. Uh, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way because, you know, there may just be nothing out that's worth seeing that or that either of us care about. So we'll do just a series of older films. But, uh, you know, we, we just like to do the classics and and especially just some black films that, that are never actually given mm. any burn. So it's just fun to do like those. English.
0: Did you say like Good Burger? Uh, yeah. Yes.
1: Jesus, Yo, I don't care sure. what
5: anybody says. Good Burger's Good one of the funniest movies of all time. I don't give a fuck. By the, by the way, folks, you got to sign for our Patreon, but it's an archive episode. The Good Burger, I think, was actually the episode that started blowing us up. Because I remember just, like, Rod from Black Eyed Tips and a bunch of people were just like, this is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Because Justin goes <laughs> in an epic rant about how Ed is a psychopath <laughs> and he shouldn't be allowed to be around food. And it's I think that literally
1: was our breakout moment. Which also was the dawn of the rant. <laughs> so on Patreon, we have uh, other, you know, so I have a solo episode called the rant, and Brandon has a, you know, a, a show on there called, um, oh, uh, what is mm. it? What am I watching? And so, you know, that's things like that is what spawned, you know, you know, it just it, it kind of just the, the show just started to grow as we were going along, and uh, yeah, we just got different ideas and started running. It. Mm,
0: what's the worst movie you guys have reviewed?
1: The worst of quality or the
5: worst episode? <laughs> uh, the worst episode was definitely, this is like in our early stages of the show, was the <laughs> Ghostbusters review. Oh yeah, We had a comedian that, like, I don't want to say his name anymore just because, you know, he got a little mad because we had a write-up in rogerheber.com. And they specifically cited this episode as being like, hey, you guys got a little dicey because what happened was the guest came on to rip the female reboot. But then about halfway through the episode, we realized he never saw oh. the movie. So we realized this guy's just like mad at women. And we're just like, oh, no, like, we made a huge mistake. But we still released the episode, even though like it was clear he he had no intention of seeing you. The it. listener will not be denied. Yeah. And um, and we, we took a lot of flat for that because a lot of people were like, why would you have this angry dude that was just like saying belligerent things on the show? And we're like, hey, it's a learning, you know, it was a learning process. We're really sorry, but. You know, we didn't also not want to release an episode that week. And uh, we fell on that sword and we learned a lot from that by like telling the guests, please make sure you've seen the episode, you know, that you've seen the movie that we're going to be covering.
1: Well, it's also, you know, we come out unedited. There's, there's everything that happens on the episode is, is what's happening. So like we don't edit anything, you know, it's straight, you know, from, from, from the brain to the mic, to your ears. And uh, you know, so we, we like the fact that it's like just keeping authentic and just being real you know, so if you know we we screw up, oh we're gonna screw up, we're gonna screw up in front of you guys when I screw up big. Yeah.
5: Occasionally we have episodes where people are like really mad at us. Like for <laughs> instance, uh, you know, I mentioned the Black Panther episode and like joking, but we actually had some very angry people like tweeting at us saying, Yo, you guys were whack on that episode, you guys didn't do you know that movie justice. It's like we gave it the highest ranking we've ever given any movie. We both love that movie. Uh, I took my whole, uh, and Top Town, you know this, I took my whole bio party to see that movie. Like, that movie meant a lot to me. It's just like that day, Justin had a huge migraine. I was like high (laughs) out of my mind, full disclosure. And it just was all over the place. It was like a two hour episode, and people were just like mad at us for various reasons. And we, even our added fans were like, yo, that episode wasn't your best. And so we apologized. We're like, hey, we always want to make sure we give you guys quality. Um, you know, product, but at the same time, like we do have our faults. It seems like every year or so, we had that one episode <laughs> where people were like, "What the fuck, guys?" But
1: it's we persevere. You, you, yeah, you know what? I think we're gonna have to like for Black Panther too. We're gonna have to do something really special to make it up is, to our you, uh, to our medium popcorn. Yeah, gonna we'll get Michael to B. Jordan that on that the killer.
5: <laughs> oh well, the mispronunciation of names definitely didn't help. Um, I think at one point, Justin was trying to alleviate his headache oh, by eating no. on the microphone, which is a big no-no <laughs> at any kind of audio forum. Uh, but for some reason, Justin forgot that that day. Um, and then we, we were mispronouncing like we – it, it was just a lot of mispronunciation. We were kind of all over the place in regards to like recalling things from the plot. And, you know, we, we are Marvel fans. But if we're being completely honest, I'm like a deep DC mm-hmm. fan, especially with Batman. So with Black Panther mythology and stuff, I wasn't well versed in and (laughs) just no read. So a lot of people were mad about us talking about the you know, like our takes on various characters and stuff. It was just at the end of the day, it was like
1: not the perfect storm of mess. Yeah, yeah, it was
5: it was was. was crazy.
0: Wow, wow, wow. So I, I you guys, to me, you guys have very distinct understanding of comedy. You have your very distinct flavor of comedy as well. So I'm interested to know. Just your, how you grew up, how did that factor in? And, and maybe even if it's later on, if that formed, maybe, you know, through school or just friends. Like, how did you guys come up with, you almost have a routine. Maybe you don't know it. You guys kind of have a routine going. So I'm, I'm
5: like, how, how
0: did you, how did that form?
5: I think uh, one of the things that, like, Justin and I connected on was that we're both Black guys from the suburbs. I'm from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I'm from Long Island. New York. Yeah. And we kind of grew up in the same kind of, like, weird like place where like Justin was called Black Justin, even though he was the only like Justin wait, at the
1: school. Wait, wait, not- you were the
0: only Justin around, but they still called you Black Justin. Like like, I was, like Black listen, Mariah or Luke Cage.
1: Listen, I was the only. I was the. I was one of the only black kids in the school, mind you. Any other black kid in my school was related to me.
0: Uh-huh. But on top of
1: the, that, they called me Black Justin.
0: Why was the qualifier necessary?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how I grew up.
0: <laughs> so
1: uh, you know, go ahead.
0: No, no, continue.
1: Yeah, so I, I think you know we just really bonded on that. I mean, even when we when we first met, you know, 10, 11 years ago, you know, we just um, we just bonded like we, we were on written. set. Yeah, we were just on set together, you know, for a college humor shoot, uh, shoot and just going off on some random character when these random characters we were given. And we just, we stayed in character all day, just having fun. That's how we became friends. And it's like, from that, we just bonded. Uh, but like, you know, for, for me, you know, my comedy just comes from, you know, growing up in, you know, very, very black family under very black situations in, you know, going to a, a very white school. And it's just like the, the, the juxtaposition of just, you know, those two worlds. You, and I grew up in a very, very white family for black people in <laughs> a very, very white world. And so that's it's, why
5: it's, like, I have to explain weird... what that means. Well, I mean, because I grew up in a, like a very liberal suburb town, but like my family is like, my family was faking the funk a little bit, thinking like, you know, acting like we were black, like, like we were white. Like there was a long time before like race was a big factor in my life, mm, if you know mm. what I mean. Like it took until middle school before, like I was like, oh, I'm black racism is real it's not yeah yeah exactly i was living in a fantasy world if i'm being real and so um that's kind of where like my humor comes from like that hard hitting that hard wall and realizing like my life is going to be different than the white kids
1: i'm growing up around yeah and my dad worked in organized crime in harlem so (laughs) what
0: is it kingpin what the hell
1: my dad used to work for bumpy johnson guys wait, are you being
0: serious right now Yeah, yeah for real Wow, how did you figure? Did they tell you this outright, or you found out later?
1: Oh no, yeah my my dad my dad told us. Oh, I have well, if you also listen to the podcast, uh, randomly I just throw out a random story about my dad because it just comes up randomly. And uh, yeah, so I have oh, there's a lot of storytelling that's done in the podcast. But yeah, my dad told like um my my dad the movie Hoodlum. Uh, and he just sat there, just like, yeah, I remember. Well, he didn't remember that kind of stuff wait, wait. because that was a little before wait, his day, So He was but... like,
0: I remember being there.
1: <laughs> no, well, no, he remembers. Uh, Bumpy, nigga, he remembers Bumpy Johnson and and like all all the stuff going on and and things like that. Because well, my dad was significantly older when he had. Well, my dad was forty six when he had me. Well, oh, sorry, forty seven. So you know, he was a very old man. <laughs> yeah, just furrowed, <fertile. laughs> yeah, out there just shooting up the club. So gross. so gross so like he like he came up he came to to new york from north carolina in the 50s mm. so like he was in old harlem you know from those zoot suits and yeah down oh, your hair up wow. until the late 80s oh, you mean he
0: had that jungle fever suit on that that flipper
1: yeah <laughs> well no no not that that was 80s now what? so uh, i don't was? know if he was around Listen, it
0: was 80s there. but he was wearing a zoot suit in that movie.
1: Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was ooh Wesley.
0: <laughs> oh God. So okay, so now that you you guys grew up this way, like you said, you both had like this suburban thing. Now you're both here in New York. What has changed between how you've come of age and now that you're an adult? And then one of at least one of you are married now. So what has changed in your perspective in life?
5: Oh boy. Um I think being true to yourself, I think that's something that like I particularly struggled with for a long time, like growing up in the suburbs and not quite knowing my place in the world. And I think uh, I think coming to New York was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life, um, just because it opened my world to so many new things, so many new people. Uh, and that's kind of like where I, I get offended by ignorance. And I get offended by people that aren't willing to push themselves to learn. Um, about people around them and about different um, ways of life. And I think that that's had a profound impact on my comedy. It's had a profound impact on um, my experiences that I can share to the listeners on the podcast. So I wouldn't change that for the world. And obviously, moving to New York helped me meet my wife, who it, I'm a lot to deal with. And I know that. Um, so it's great to have somebody who can handle that and not beat the dog shit out of you, me. Like my mom used to because she just didn't know how to You learned in a me.
0: handful? I don't think so. You... Really? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
5: yeah i'm
1: sorry i know i tweet at you a lot
0: <laughs> well what about okay so wait wait well not just justin uh, well justin what about you
1: um i mean i i think it's definitely as well being true to yourself uh, because you know i've done a lot of crazy ridiculous things in my life uh <laughs> you still I, are. yeah i know um i mean what i when I was in college, I, I did Marine Corps officer candidate school. So I was going to be an officer of Marines decided, no, that's not for me. I uh, Didn't you also try to cut somebody with a samurai sword? Brandon, let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not get me locked up here, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I fought professionally for a while. I, I've done a lot of different things. And, but, you know, being uh, you know, being funny, being a comic, that's I've always felt like that's what I am. That's who I am. And like all the other stuff, I had to just let it go and just get down to my roots of you know of who I was and you know shedding all of that and just being you know authentically. So when made.
0: you say you you fought for a while, you talking about boxing, MMA, wrestling? Wow.
1: MMA. Okay. MMA. Yeah, I did martial arts since I was like twelve years old, and then uh, I you know then floated into MMA, and uh, which is which is still like a love of mine, uh, but you know at the time there was no money in it. So I'm like, what am I doing? I got a college degree. I'm going to get punched, kicked in the head. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. You have the life story of Ryan Atwood from the OC. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What, what, what
0: school did both of you go to?
1: Uh, college went the St. John's university in Queens. And uh, I went to Iona college in New Rochelle, New York. Uh,
0: okay. And you know, something that always comes up when we tend to talk about school, um, is particularly with black people, they're like, why didn't you go to HBCU or why did you go? So since both of you guys did not go to HBCU, tell me why.
5: Honestly, like, it just, uh, I wanted to end up in a big city. So it was either going to be Chicago, so I got to Columbia, Chicago. Uh, it was going to be uh, California, possibly, because I got to Chad University, because I wanted, initially wanted to go to film school. And then uh, St. John's University in New York, just because they offered me the is. most money. Uh, but, I mean... Honestly, like, when I think about it, I, I do regret not considering it, just because of the experience I think I would have had. Um, but at the same time, I can't take St. John's bad, because I met my best uh, friends in my uh, life at that school, you know what I mean? Like, like our boy, Dylan Stevenson, he's a friend for life, and he's because a, of St. John's. And he's a friend like, for never... life for,
0: for All Nerds, show.
5: Exactly. Like, so I've never, you know, I can't discount the people I've met, because when I I think about the circle of friends I have now, like, I never could have imagined that being like the kid in the suburbs who was like it's hard for me to find friends because no one really knows what box i fucking fit in but now it's like i don't have to worry about that one because i'm a grown-ass <laughs> man but also because i love the people around me
1: mm. except Justin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how dare you uh for, for me um well for, for one i i almost uh, went into the marines i almost enlisted uh instead of going to college but obviously i made a great choice not to <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, like, I, I thought about enlisting at, at first, and then, um, you know, I had the, college. I was like, you know what? There's a better choice, and, you know, Iona gave yeah. me good money, so I decided this is where I'm going to go. So, uh, going to that school, and again, much like Brandon says, like, it really changed my life, and being close to the city, I started, you know, training at the Upright Citizens Brigade and all things like that, so it's like, it kind of formed you know, who I later became, you know,
0: right. So you guys have had a a cool amount of varying experiences that have all melded to make the people who you are today. And as you know, like we mentioned, a lot of the comedy goes into that, you know, comedians tend to talk about pain through jokes, and some of them become cynical. So would you guys consider yourself like cynics? Or do you think that you're more realism? Or or I don't even know what the what, what the opposite would be. But what do you guys consider yourself?
5: I mean, I don't think we're cynical. I mean, uh, a recent episode we did, uh, we did an episode on La Bamba, right? Um, where it's like a lot of uh, family dynamics and, uh, you know, he's all scared about dying in a plane crash. And then, spoiler alert, he ends up dying in a plane crash. This is a real story. Uh, but then I, I related that to finding out my father died a few years ago. Like, I found out right before my wedding that my father was like this renowned, like, Oregon specialist at U of M and shit. Like, he has a statue in his name. All this crazy stuff, and he died in a plane crash doing an emergency organ transplant. And my main takeaway from that was just like, well, you know, you got what you know. We were like goofing about it, like it's a serious topic, but it's it's something also like I can't take it back. Like it is what Mm -hmm. it is, and so we try to find the truth in like relating comedy to what happened in our lives.
0: So you use comedy as a truth serum, almost.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I try to be as truthful as possible. And sometimes I'm a little bit too real. Like I've had, you know, like my family or my, my girl tell me like, Hey, I get what you're doing here, but you know, I, I, I think you need to be aware of how, how this joke or the story, might impacts like X, Y, and Z. Cause I have a whole five minute bit now about finding out about my father. And my wife is really worried about like, she's like, I think it's going to hurt your mom's feelings. But I actually did it for my mom. And she actually thinks it's a really funny story and she gets where I'm coming from. So I, it's a tough line to
1: to balance but um, I try to be as truthful as possible and you, you know you're absolutely right because like with me it's like of course you know like I said on the podcast I talk you know I tell random stories of my dad it's just like why would I not tell some of those on stage and some you know are, are pretty dark or, or like I talked about you know the day that my dad died. <laughs> Because you know, my dad died of Alzheimer's, uh, you know, a few years back. I don't know. Yeah, and we just finished a comedy show too. Yeah, we don't. literally just finished comedy show, yeah. and I got the call. And um, oh, wow. just, and you know, just being true. Like I, I, the next year was the anniversary of my dad's death, and I, my whole set was about him, and it was. You know, it's also just therapeutic to just talk about the real things happening in your life. And, you know, life's tragic, as tragic as it can be, it can be just extremely funny, you know, in midst of all that tragedy. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's good to just be yourself and talk about that stuff because there's feelings inside that, you know, you got to get out and some come out comedically.
0: Uh, but you know it's good that you guys share that because i i'm always interested in the different ways comedians use comedy like uh, you know i've mentioned like i said i mentioned cynical stuff but to your point you do it to tell your story be truthful and it seems like to bring other people into your world in a in a more relatable manner
5: absolutely and i think that's the reason why like uh, i mentioned like every year or so since they begin like some backlash on like one episode but that's even the most crazy things we say, we usually relate to something that connects personally with us. So it's hard for people to like, you know, yell at us on Twitter or say like, you know, we, we shouldn't say X, Y, and Z because we're always related to well, this is our, this is my personal thought and point of view. Like you don't have to agree with it, but like I'm always going to tell you the real thought that comes into my mind.
0: And I feel like you guys are experiencing different levels of success right now. You had mentioned that you have a Patreon. I'm on it now. You guys seem to have a successful Patreon going. You just got on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's a big deal. Do you feel like, or what would you say would be the point if there is a point where you feel like, man, I made it?
1: Oh, oh, hold on. I'll, I'll take this, Brandon. When Idris Elba finally does our show. <laughs> when now, we get Idris, that's, that's when we, we know, know our shouts for Idris. He's all over our
5: Patreon pages. Tears. So yeah, I, I
0: wanted to mention that because, like I said, I'm on your Patreon now. And I'm scrolling now. And, and I was like, why is each one of their tiers a different picture of Idris Elba? And not just a different picture, but it literally goes from wide angle to zoom in. And then each picture, he's wearing less Close.
1: exactly you know we gotta give the people what they want well (laughs) what it really comes down to i'm a big fan of medium popcorn so sometimes i like to pop in every now and again when anyone becomes a patriot of medium popcorn i like to shout them out as you know their patronage are you gonna do that accent are you gonna do that
0: accent when he shows up I
1: oh, don't. No, was just right there. just right there. He, he, he drops there. He no, in whenever he no, wants.
0: No, no, not at all. I, <laughs> hope, I hope you do that accent when he's actually in the deal with you guys, just to see how he reacts. He's probably going to get up and walk away, but
1: yeah, he
0: should do it anyway.
1: Oh, oh, you know we, that exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> now, I will say for me, um,
5: you know, on a more serious note, I think for me validation will be when we begin like selling out a lot of shows. Um, and we actually like take the show like on the road. That that's like a dream for Justin and I to like you know go connect with our audiences because we have listeners like based on our downloads all over the world, which is incredible mm. at this point. Like and it keeps growing. It's. Like our hostile episode, not that we're ever going to go to
1: Nova Scotia, but <laughs> that episode's had over 40,000 downloads, which is crazy. Yeah, I, I think that they're just trying to figure out how they can just, uh, you know, get some black people over there <laughs> and sell them to be killed. But, you know, whatever whatever works, right? Yeah.
5: But um, I, I think for me, it's also like uh, we've had some issues with like being put on certain publications and then abruptly being taken off and replaced by white Movie review.
0: Wow. Shows. Any reason why, besides the? Others.
5: Um. Initially, we thought it might be because of the subtitle Niggas in movies for the publication. we We never really got full confirmation of why that was, but we were looking like at the top ten comedians, you know, who have hilarious podcast lists in a a very po- a popular New York publication. And then I went back to look at the listing one day, and I noticed we were replaced by a, like a white film podcast called Defender Movie, which you know, Sean Donnelly is the host of that show. He's a really funny guy, but it's just very strange. And I've hit up some venues that I've had relationships with in the past to try to do a live show. And they say, hey, your show does not a good fit, but then they've had white movie film review shows at those venues. Wow. And so I'm like, okay. So pretty much I want to get to the point where we're like, fuck you to all the venues so we could do our own thing. (laughs) And, you know, our fans just come out for us because that's the power of a you know, our Patriot.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Patriot.
5: Uh, well, we
1: call them Patriots. Yeah, they go. We call them Patriots. Idris does. <laughs> uh, you're still going with that right now. Yeah, right? never stop. Right. Yeah, stop.
0: Wow. So, I mean, so, you know, when those things, types of things happen, like, how do you, how do you deal with it? And then further, how do you move forward be- beyond that? How do you strengthen yourself?
1: You know what? When it really comes down to it, there's certain things that we can't control, and you know, yeah. don't worry about it. You just put your head down. You just keep on doing the, doing the work. And the people who follow us, the people who love us, you know, they're still there, and that's who we do it for. Anybody else who catches on, great. You know, we we'll, we we'll love you just as uh you know the old people have been here. But you know, you know, we're doing it because we love it, and you know, I think that's what really matters, and that's what shines through.
0: What, would you or do you have any good advice to give people who want to start either a film-focused podcast or any podcast?
5: I would say just deal with people you you really can talk about anything with. Uh, if you're going to do it by yourself, you know just make sure you have like a reason to do it. Like you you stay consistent with it. Consistency has been the key for us. Making sure that we have an episode out every week has been like. Because folks know Wednesday morning, they can download our show. It's going to be there. They're going to have a few good laughs, and they can't wait till next week. Um, but also, if you're going to deal with a, another person, just make sure you can talk to them about anything. Because Jess and I, we picked movies because there's a never-ending plethora of movies, but also because we can literally talk about any topic and make an hour of entertainment out
1: of it. Yeah, it, I guess it also doesn't make it feel like a job. You know, or anything is, you know, it's just, you just hanging out with your friend, just talking. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I think one of the things that one of the compliments that that we've gotten about the show that really touches me is when people's like, I feel like I'm just listening to just two friends or like me and my best friends talking about, you know, a, a movie or whatever, and just hanging out in the kitchen. It's like that's and I, I that feel is exactly what we're going for because we're not trying, we're just enjoying each other's company and just having a conversation. I wonder what kind of food we're cooking in the chicken. Jesus in the kitchen. <laughs> I, I clearly I was
5: thinking about chickens. So. Are you hungry? <laughs> I'm so hungry, Tati. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, you'll be able to get dinner in just a minute. But before we get there, first I wanna say you guys have survived the interview segment, but we're not done because there is also Ooh. the Brap segment our Kind of quick, rap. Kind of rapid. Kind of not really rapid. Question and answer. It's a question and answer segment. I'm going to give you some choices, and I need you guys to give me some answers. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. All right. And if you need help knowing who anybody is, let me know. But I think you guys are well versed in this. The first question is: Falcon or War Machine?
1: Mm,
5: War Machine, because he's mean. No.
1: And- <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but for real, War Machine though, Don Shields, a, a god. Uh, well, I was just on a plane back from Atlanta la- last night, and I saw my man Falcon hanging out in first class. Papa Doc. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to go with Falcon, Anthony Mackie, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Mackie, <laughs> Mackie. <laughs> Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie.
0: <laughs> i see i see you and dj ben i mean have a name butchering in common very nice yeah, there
1: you go <laughs> very
0: nice all right the wire or breaking bad
5: the wire season four
1: is one of the best uh pieces of television cinema ever Hmm. i don't know about that one i have to go with breaking bad oh you a nigga oh yeah that's right <laughs> Because Breaking Bad was consistent from from uh, season one to to are the final one. Are you out of your goddamn it was, mind? It was always you about good, to break baby. up the podcast right oh, now. Oh how dare you, sir!
0: <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Magneto or Professor X?
1: Ooh, Magneto. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna go with Magneto as well
5: because yeah, I man, love man, he's he's badass, game. man. Magneto. I I cannot wait to see what the MC, what Kevin Feige is going to do with Magneto once he gets his hands on that character
0: that's going to be insane that's going to be
5: depending on who they get to cast in that role i mean michael Fassbender, even though he was giving some shitty scripts lately he (laughs) x-men first class yo x-men first class when he's taking out those nazis you know when uh when he goes to that bar and kills them all i was like yo magneto is the shit
0: yeah i actually i'm kind of with I, i personally hope some of those people they don't change up because i really like him as 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 the young eric so and, and I've been hearing bad things about Dark Phoenix,
5: though. I, I don't think they're going to continue with that cast because of the sake of continuity. Uh,
0: I, yeah, they're probably not, and they, and they, they might even change up the, the age range as well, but yeah. he still did a great job. So. He was, yeah, right. yeah, he was really good. All right. Uh, Wakanda or Zamunda?
1: Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, man. That's a good one. <laughs> that, oh, that's, that's rough. That's rough. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Why did you do this to us? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm still gonna go Wakanda. I'm going Wakanda. All right, I'm going Wakanda. Well, I'm just gonna say, wait, who says that Zamunda isn't just a city inside of Wakanda, like a like a small little sub city?
0: <laughs> That's cheating, That's not... but nice, nice <laughs> Yep,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the one thing you cannot live without?
1: Mm. Go ahead, Brandon.
5: <laughs> Why well, I gotta go first? Oh shit! Because um, if I don't, if I don't see my wife, she's gonna kill me. But, but if I'm being real, it it has to be music. It has to be like a music player, like like an iPod or something. Like, I can't go a day without music. I'll lose my mind.
1: Okay, I, is that is that bad? Am I gonna get divorced? Uh... I mean, I, I mean, the, the papers may be on the desk when you get back. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, I'm I'm just going to go with, you know, I, I think it's my memories. Like, I, I've always said, it's like, oh, if damn. I ever start losing, if I ever start losing my, and I start forgetting things, that's, that's it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've done so much. I've done, I've met so many amazing people. And it's like, without, you know, they all make me me. And it's like, I don't know where I would be without them. So. You know, that's yeah. it's my memories. Yeah. Kind of wish we had that that special power, like in Harry Potter, where you could store your memories.
0: That's such a thoughtful answer, Justin. By the way, like that's really, really
1: thoughtful. Mm. Came out with something with a hot fire. Yeah. I don't know. I, about, I, I don't know about
0: me. the guy who chose a Zune over his wife, but the guy who said
5: memories <laughs> <I> said iPod. <laughs> iPod. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God, I'm in trouble.
0: I'm, I'm just I'm just making it worse for you, but um. Fresh Prince or Martin?
5: Ooh, Martin. Fresh Prince. Fresh, you know, because it's so hard for me to find someone who kind of reminded me of myself on TV. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, it's very corny, but Carlton Banks actually, like, made me feel better about, like... <laughs> no, I'm being, I'm being... I know, joyful, I know. Like, go ahead. About, like, you know, the way I carry myself and that it's actually okay for you to be yourself and not be the stereotype that suburban people or black people might have. About how you're supposed to be and what black means.
0: Wait, stop talking. I lost no, you guys. No, I'm
5: gonna go. with Ma- I go with Martin because uh, Shania is uh, really go Martin has one of the funniest lines of all time. What? Which- you can't afford. <laughs> He's so poor. He can't afford cheese in a Whopper. <laughs> one of the funniest lines of all time.
1: But <laughs> just a random line. That's the your best line. That's from what of I'm Martin like. Gina. Wow, really? Okay. <laughs> of, of all the Martin lines, um, I'm gonna go Martin because um, the relationship between Martin and Gina is always a relationship that I wanted. The, uh, somebody who just like, regardless of how crazy and ridiculous that you are, that they love you regardless, and just like, and she stuck by him throughout. Just, just pure madness. Yeah. That that ensued in his life. Yeah, was he just became like, unhinged towards the later seasons. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like that, and that's just what I've always wanted. That I I looked as as my ideal relationship.
0: Dope. Um, your friend, favorite Wesley Snipes movie?
1: Ooh. <clears throat> that's tough. Ooh.
5: I, ooh. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm gonna go. I really want to say blade just cause he was the first, but that's too, it's too easy.
0: I mean, that's a good answer. A lot of people use that. I mean, they, 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 they say specifically which blade, but that's a good one.
5: I mean, I really blade Two was the first time when I was like, Oh, this shit is on another level. Mm-hmm. Like I think just Wesley Snipes went full crazy and Guillermo del Toro was like, yeah, I got a huge budget. Let's just have fun with some shit. Um, and they had that really hot Indian actress. who was like the vampire. Yeah.
1: I'm going to okay. okay. right. go with
2: Blade 2. Okay.
1: Alright, I'm going to go with uh, Passenger 57. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going with Passenger 57. I'm That's in, one of the craziest movies. I, it podcast. is, and we, we reviewed it, but it's just like, it's the movie is out of control, but... It's just so good. It's always better on black. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly has quips yeah, for no. But that's reason. the best. <laughs> it's,
0: the co- it the is a- are the best.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: All right, Star Wars or Star Trek?
5: Just to protect Harry, even though it might have been, in some ways, detrimental to, like, just the way he went about it. Yeah. Um, you know, because of his love for Lily, I, it was one of the the most tragic story arcs I've ever read in my life. Um, and Alan Rickman's performance in that last uh, the half, uh, the Deathly Hallows was just phenomenal. I felt like that was one of the most overlooked performances in the past uh, few years. It's just such a tragic character, and so well
1: like formed in both the books and the movies. It's, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I got to go back. I got to say some real nerd shit because <laughs> I, this just jumped in my mind yes. as Brandon was talking. I'm sorry. I, it's like, <laughs> okay, okay, guys. I'm going Dragon Ball Z when, when Vegeta got killed by Frieza. The first, <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: man, you really you know, took it there.
1: Vegeta is one of my favorite characters of all time. And that and when he died and he was talking, well, before he died, he was telling uh, Goku about how he destroyed his earth, his, his destroyed yeah. um, the planet and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then he starts to cry. Yeah, that's, that, that was it. I, love- I, I really felt that character.
0: I love when he screams, Kakarot! Like He's <laughs> so upset all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Comic books are hip-hop? One gotta go in its entirety. You have the Thanos snap. Which one do you choose?
1: Oh, shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Wait, wait,
5: wait, can I get... No, it doesn't work. I was trying to be like, can I get hip-hop in the comic? What? Um... <laughs> what?
0: One of one of uh, the other one of them has to go.
5: Why though? Who's snapping their fingers?
0: You are, and that's the only way you can survive. You got to no pick one. cut off
5: my hands. Okay,
0: but oh, <laughs> well, that's an answer. You cut off your hands. You would rather not choose. Yeah. All right, so you're dead. What
1: else? <laughs> I can't have stubs. Oh man, comics books or hip hop? Yep. Holy crap, that's that's rough because. Nigga, you just said you can't okay, read them. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's tough. you just trying to pan into this audience. You know what you would think.
0: He's just looking at the panels of the pictures anyway. We're good.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's drawn. drawn. drawing. Um, I, I, I would have to say uh, comic books. <sighs> I, yeah, I'd have that to snap my fingers comic books. That's so, Yeah, that hurts so bad because I'm losing DBZ as well. <laughs> See, I just take out myself.
0: <laughs> you take out but your it's stone. okay
1: because we have the Infinity Stone, and I somebody could turn it back. Somebody. Yeah, somebody <laughs> will turn it somebody, back.
0: Somebody,
5: somebody, come on,
1: Jesus, Brandon, stop singing. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there's, if that's the case, I'm going to take out you singing. <laughs>
0: now we're keeping that in. Uh, and finally, if you can have any one superpower, what would it be?
5: I. I would kind of want to have Magneto's powers Magneto? being able to control. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's like, uh, just seeing the things that that character can do in the comics and the movies. Yeah. I could fuck some shit up on that one. And a lot of people always say I'm one bad
1: day away from becoming a supervillain, anyway. So <laughs> that's, that would be all. That would be dope. Okay. So if, so I'm going to ask about the world first because the other people have superpowers.
0: There is no qualifier here. What do you want to do in okay. your
1: life? All right. So other people have superpowers. So I want the ability to absorb people's superpowers. You be- oh, you want to be Skylar? You want to be Rose? Yes.
0: Skylar, you want to be Skylar. Okay.
1: And if, and if I kill him, I keep it. <laughs> if I kill him, I keep it. <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: So you both are clearly villains in this outfit.
1: <laughs> no no you, you kill you kill a villain you suck up his superpower now you got him you're just stronger i mean technically is anyone really a villain But you are
0: just killing villains to take their power that's still a villain
5: yeah, that's huh? justin you don't get my power i'm gonna <laughs> chain him up with my metal shit
0: <laughs> well you guys have survived the brat segment which means you have survived for all nerds show. please let the audience know where they can find you you're at on social media all that stuff
1: well, you guys can find me at jbrowndidit on Twitter and Instagram, friend Y'all can find me at America Collins, americancollins.com. And you
5: can follow Medium Popcorn and Medium P Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're out every week on Wednesdays on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, or Spotify. Uh, and just check out the show. I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you, Tatiana, so much for having us on the show.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming on. Just take a break real quick. We'll be right back with more For All Nerd Show.
1: Hey, this is Yatide Badaki. I play Bill Quiss on American Gods. And when I am not swallowing up people whole, I am listening to Fanbros. Hi, this is Marjorie Liu. And when I'm not bitching about ex-mocking the movie, I'm listening to Bros.
0: This is Grease Summer. And when I'm not voicing your favorite chocolate cartoons or smoking a lot of weed, I'm listening to the bro Show. Actually, sometimes I do that at the same time. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero great and um i'm i'm currently on a date with deadpool but i just left him downstairs to come up here and just uh say you know guys just just listen to the show it's fan bros why would you not hold on i'm coming honey okay all right that's deadpool okay bye guys hi guys it's alfrey woodard and when you are not just like picking uh why don't you listen to fan bros the best people are Uh, but you know what picking is it's picking your nose
2: Welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerds show. Big, big salute, and shout out to the Medium Popcorn Podcast for joining our co-host, I For that interview, shouts to American Collins and Jay Brown did it. You know, y'all can check them on the Medium Popcorn Podcast, comedians out there doing big things in the world, geek culture, all that stuff. Thank y'all, as always. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, YouTube, all those great places. Hit us up on Twitch at For All Nerds. Hit us personally up on Twitter, Instagram, social media at DJ Benameen, at the Chico Leo, at Jeff J Says. Oh yeah. You know, I had something else to talk about, but we'll get to that in a second because it is time for one of my favorite segments on this show. One of Chico's favorite segments, obviously. <laughs> of course. Yeah, he's hype. We're ready. It's The quack is Extra. The quack
1: is Extra.
2: The Geekly Asked Questions, where we answer each and every listener question. You can hit us up, contact at ForAllNerds.com. If you're one of those Patreon.com slash ForAllNerds supporters, you can get your question answered anytime, anytime you want. And shout out to all the Patreons out there, all the patrons. Y'all got swag coming your way, and the swag looks beautiful. That's all I'm going to say on that. Make sure you go over there, drop us a line, patreon.com slash forallnerds. Where the guac is not extra. No, the guac is not extra right there. It ain't Chipotle, boy. It's straight up. You get it all over everything you want.
4: The guac is luxury.
2: Luxury. Yes. Very luxurious.
3: And what do we have up first tonight? Scriberisms asks, how do you all want to be remembered? Do you hope that people will be able to understand and forgive you for mistakes that you made while you were alive? What legacy will you leave behind? Wow. Well, those are two different questions. One is how do you want to be and which one will you? Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, there would <laughs> be statues of is, me in is, every in every city square, and every marriage would have to be consummated with both with, with the people looking at my statue. Wow, but Jesus. that's not gonna that's, happen. That's to be told Yeah, that's the the ideal one. That's a lot to ask. Yeah, for. like I think like all Chico. all marriages should be conducted by a robot Chico from here on going forward. All and marriages, all marriages across the world. What is it with you and marriage? Like you know. Well, I don't know. I feel like that's a big uh, you moment know in moment in life. You know, and and as more and more people are getting getting the the you know their their rights to do it, you know. So um, yeah, I you know. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, how do you think you'll be remembered? You that? know, I think there's a few people who, for you know, a few a, a short period. You know, we're only on this planet for a very short period of time with a bunch of other people who are only on it for a short period of time. So, you know, I like to think that, you know, I, I've affected some people's lives and more people's positively than negatively. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I lived in a house with in, in college and I was everyone's favorite and least favorite roommate, <laughs> as you can probably imagine. <laughs> um, and so um, you know, I, I you know, you hope that the positive, which in the case of Stan Lee and I hope with me, uh will will outweigh the uh the negative. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, a uh, oh, pretty morbid question. It really is. Yeah. Like, Damn, is this what's going to play <laughs> in my reels sometime down the future? It's like, I'm going to say something like, let me just preface by saying, if y'all playing this shit years from now, just know I'm thinking off the top of my head. Um, I guess I would want to be remembered as somebody who people could rely on, somebody who brought something... New to your life, whether it was information, whether it was a different perspective, um, somebody who was always there to listen and always had, uh, always had an unshakable ambition to do things and would believe in you even if you didn't see you what what you had in you to believe in. Um, how do I think I'll be remembered? Probably a little bit of that. Um, uh, just a little what Chico says. Who knows what people don't like about me, but they'll mm-hmm. remember it. No, they'll say it. Um, Cook me on Twitter, please. Like, get all your jokes off. Like, this is what I this is what I would like. Get, definitely get all your jokes off. That's fine. Um, as far as forgiving me, I think it depends on what happens while you're still here, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if if there's any issues that I have with people, whether they're reconcilable or not, or even if I care to reconcile them, then hopefully th- those those things will be forgiven, or they're petty enough that bygones will be bygones once I'm gone. But if not, then, you know. Y'all deal with it while y'all on Earth. I, mean, I don't got to deal with you You don't anymore. think
3: people will think of you when they read stories about people losing $5,000? Yo, wow. <laughs> That's funny. Yes.
4: I know who will be thinking about me. <laughs> <saying you're>, uh... <laughs> and there will be a universal knowledge, uh, a universal understanding as to how it, it feels. Maybe maybe there will be like a five. Uh, put me on the $5,000 bill or credit yes. by that time. Yes. I'll yes. Like I can see I'll that. See that? Yeah, the debit card, the $5,000 credit card. Like anytime somebody scans and it's for 5000 or more, a picture of me popping. up. Who the hell is that? Long
1: story. Yeah.
2: Long story. I just understand. Um, I feel the same way. Yeah, that is that is quite morbid of a question. I would like to be remembered as, I don't know, a good person overall. I, think, I like to think of myself as a good person. I like to think of myself as someone who helps other people, who, like Jeff said, believes in people who really just likes to do things because he loves it and likes to see other people doing things because they love it. And uh, beyond that, I don't know. I know that, you know, a lot of people feel differently about me and, you know, whatever. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm right there, you know, however you feel. Let me know. But I don't know, man. That's, that's a good one.
3: I, think, I don't think most people are remembered either the way they think they are or the way they necessarily want to. Like, things yeah. sort of coalesce, like, you know like uh, around someone and i feel like you know there's historical figures that give me my know, roses while i'm here yeah yeah absolutely
2: let me know in general man. yeah real. yeah let me know that you know how you feel about me right now don't wait till i'm gone you know tell me right now good or bad it don't really matter to me you know just let me know because yeah all that talking about you once you're gone that's always weird to me too unless you got something good to say i really don't and but then there's the other side of that. I also feel that when people are just scumbags in real life, then they you know, I have no whatever after they die. Like when, you know, our current president, you know, wherever he ends up, I'm not gonna have nice things to say about that man. Right. You know, in the story. There's no way. Psst, fuck out of here. Um, what we got up next? Let's see. We have oh, I'll just butcher your name real quick. From Miggy O M G. Oh, a bunch of questions. Uh, let's see. All right, I like this one. Which one of Stanley's characters do you see yourself most as? Wait, are you looking at me?
3: Uh huh. That's a good question. Um, I feel like all all like that. There's all four members of the Fantastic Four represent a <laughs> side of me. Okay. I think I think that's one of the appealing things about that. Yeah. Uh, you know. Sometimes I might identify a little more with Ben Grimm. Uh, with, I figured uh, you would go to, uh, out, of four, Storm, but, out of the four. Out of know, the four, I figured you would start well, with Ben no, Grimm. You know, there's a lot of lot of similarities between Chico Leo and Reed Richards. Definitely. You yeah. know, uh, we the like to smoke a pipe every now and then. Who doesn't? You know, um, he can definitely stretch better than me, but you know, other than that, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the the four sides of the uh, of the Fantastic Four. Okay.
4: Um, I, I would say Peter Parker. Not even so much Spider-Man. I would say Peter Parker because kid growing up in Queens into science. Um, I've had better jobs. Save one. Well, actually, technically, yes, I've had better jobs than Peter Parker because when he, when he got his business, that was Otto who did it. That wasn't him. Let's just keep it I'm not hating. I'm just saying. But I've had better jobs than him, but I've had similar struggles. And I think the one thing about him was that I I never felt like he had advantages of privilege that I could necessarily detect. Mm. It was always about him just being a fucker, being like the Parker luck or whatever. And while my luck was I, I'd rarely been that bad, you know what I'm saying? And and job security never been that bad. And I don't have powers. I felt like just like, you know, just being from the same borough, been to science, and, and dealing with everything you have to deal with in life while still having to be somebody's hero. I think that's something. And having the duty and the responsibility to make certain decisions and and do the right thing is something I've identified with as a kid. So And I've always gravitated because I was like, yo, why do I feel so close to this white man? And it's, it's, it's because of the stories. And I think that's something that Stan Lee... Underlined where it's about the stories and connecting with people and treating people equal, as opposed to, you know, racism and all that other shit.
2: Mm, and that that's wild that you said that because that's something I always talk about. And it's uh, my answer is I probably like to be most like Silver Surfer or Galactus. Those are the two who characters are his that I really just. Feel the most Especially Galactus With his detached From everything And just above it all And just a force Of nature type thing
3: But this is detached Characters that aren't Running around Eating planets
2: Yeah the eating people. planets is a, that, that, That's just part of it You know right. hey man It comes with the job But you could be like The Watcher Who ought not no done, nah, I, I like the Galactus I, right. don't, don't, you, you like know? the hat I, I, Yeah I like the hat and My the man Silver Galen S- Yes and Silver Surfer Because Noran Rad And just his You know philosophy And his love With Shalabal And all His whole story but the character that I most probably feel is Cyclops. And that was the one, like you said, who, even though he's this white dude, I never thought of him as this privilege. I never even thought of Cyclops as a white dude when I was a kid. He was just Scott Summers. He was this dude who I identified with the most because he was shy. He had all this basically power inside him, but he had to keep it contained, so he just had to chill out and be this real calm dude all the time. And that's who I felt. And, like, I felt I definitely... You know, him and Jean Grey and their relationship and how that went was everything I identified with. So it's always been about the character. And it wasn't that Stratton was this white dude. He was just Cyclops to me. So that's who I always, you know, felt the most. And that is it for the Guacas Extra this week. Thank you for sending in your questions. If you have any questions, you can always hit us. Contact at 4AllNerds.com or on the Twitter at 4AllNerds. Uh, we will definitely be talking more about Stan Lee and everything in the weeks to come, but there's some other news we got to get into before we get out of here tonight. And in some big tech news, man, the Game Awards nominations came down for all all the big video games of the year chico have you gotten into red dead redemption
3: no all right so i i have another announcement to make later on but but part of the th- part of it is that it's been literally pushed off because i got sucked into the ancient greek world of uh assassin's creed uh odyssey yep uh which is on this list um as is god of war which i played Oof. Neither of which – so I, I actually think the God of War, I know what my problem with it was. Like, the world was not peopled. Like, it was a beautiful world, and the yep. storyline between the dad and the son was cool. Yes. But they were sort of running through this empty world uh, that just had people to fight. Yep. Whereas in the Assassin's Creed stuff and some of these other series, you're really interacting with all these people. Zero uh, Horizon Zero Dawn yep. from last year, which was like – that was like my game of the year for last year. So, I feel like well a lot of, I haven't played Spider-Man, but a lot of people talked about Spider-Man you being able to interact with with everybody. Oh my god. And that and that to me is a very cool thing about a game. Also, I know that that kind of thing is is in Red Dead Redemption. Yep. Um so I would actually say I thought Assassin's Creed Origins was like more deserving of an award than Odyssey. Odyssey is like Origins mm-hmm. but just bigger. Yep. But it isn't the leap that Origins was yeah. from from what came before it. So, I don't know. I'm I'm a little loath to get into Red Dead Redemption only cuz I know I'm going to either get really frustrated or lose my, you know, lose like months of my life pretty much. But, I haven't played it at all yet, but everyone have you I've played seen it, Jeff?
4: It, I I have not. I've I told my posse to come pick me up round yonder in December. Right. I, I I had to beat I had to save the city with Spider Man and then I yes. had to live my life. Right. Yes. So you yeah. guys can get December, but November, nope. Yeah. I'm not even looking. I don't I don't I don't even I I don't I'm not even wearing jean shirts until <laughs> until December. <laughs> I'm not wearing any type of hat. I don't want to see a horse, nothing.
3: Yeah, Odyssey basically took my, you know, my October and early November. Yeah,
2: I haven't gotten into Red Dead either for the, all the same reasons. I saved the city with Spider Man. I feel you on God of War that it's not populated, but I think God of War's story is so ridiculously well told, and you know the relationship between Kratos and his son is just fucked me up. Like God of War and Spider Man. As far as I can remember, are the first two video games that like reduced me to tears, where I was sitting there like, "Whoa!" There were points in Spider Man where I, I lost it. Like I can't spoil anything for Spider Man for those who haven't played it. But no, to I, me, and I want to play. That's my game it, yeah. of the year. It's it silly. has
3: to do for me just the lived inness of the world. Like it's it's like I mean, so for Assassin's Creed, it would it's mad repetitive,
1: mm-hmm.
3: but. Because you're dealing with different people on different islands of Greece or whatever, and and the same with egypt in 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 uh, origins. You, you get a much bigger, you know, even though you're kind of going on the same mission that you went on, like, you know, two hours ago, it's for a different person in a different, like, the topography is different. Mm. And also, you know, those have, like, a historical thing that's cool. But even non-historical games, I feel like, as long as they populate, that was the thing about Zero Horizon Zero Dawn was that the world that they created was so dope. Mm. But so, yeah, I, 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 I was just saying that was, for me with God of War was just the fact that you were just running through a world and there's that dwarf and then like dudes you have to fight and that's it. <laughs> the dwarf and his
2: brother. Right. And his yeah. brother. Yes, yeah. And that's exactly. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. What about you, Jeff? Which one of these?
4: So I've I've haven't played Red Dead yet. Um played Spider Man. I played a little bit of God of War, so I haven't really gotten fully into it to like play it. Um mm-hmm. So right now, like by default, and I, I think there's a part of me that just refuses to play Assassin's Creed games anymore because how many times am I going to hop off a fucking um, roof and, and stab, slice somebody in stab the back. your neck? But the world's always intrigued me. Yeah, The world's always intrigued mm-hmm. me. It's like, I don't care. There, there may be... X amount of ways to skin a cat but I'm gonna skin a cat in Greece I'm gonna skin a cat in right. Egypt yep. I'm gonna skin a cat in Macedonia wherever wherever <laughs> we gotta go right so so that's why it always intrigued me but I don't know if I would get into it like that so by default I would say Marvel Spider-Man with like you know I still got technically the rest of the year to play mm-hmm. but because um, I'm definitely gonna play Red Dead 2 I'm definitely gonna finish yep. God of War but Spider-Man was I for me it's that and Arkham Knight I have never heard of this
2: game, Celeste, that's on this I list. Haven't. I'm going to have to look this up. If anyone out there has played it, because it's up for Game of the Year.
4: Is that Oscar bait? Is that Oscar bait? Of that might be games? the Oscar uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. We, we, we got to talk about some Oscar bait in a second, too. But uh, up for Game of the Year is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, which I've never heard of, but I'm going to look up tonight. God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man. I wonder if that's a computer game. Yeah, it might be Monster Hunter World and Red Dead Redemption Two.
3: Having, having played God of War and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I would definitely say it's gonna Spider Man or Red Dead Redemption Two are, are more worthy. <laughs> so. I
2: love yeah, I love God of War, but I, I ha Spider Man to me was like I was not expecting it. You know, as much as I knew it was to be like the Batman Arkham series, where that was to be somewhat of the combat. The way Spider-Man moves and that effing story they are telling in that game, I just was not expecting. The twists and turns that that game takes, I, oh my God, yeah. So um, so
4: FYI, Celeste is a platform game. Wow. It's probably like one of those like Xbox Live type type games. I'm looking at it. It's, it's like a 2D 2 d game is on um, looks Switch. Looks like some 80s PS4. graphics right there. That, you know what that means. This shit is fun as fuck. Must that's be. What it, that's what it means. Like, yeah, if this right, made it that means yeah. it's super fun.
2: All right, I'm, I might cop that tonight then. We'll have to chat that out. Yeah, that might be super fun. Uh, speaking of some Oscar bait, though, uh, you know, we've been talking about the ostras and everything. We got the For All Nerds Awards coming up this year very soon. Look out for that. But the ostras are coming up, and... You know, Black Panther, of course, we're all rooting for, hoping it snags a couple of these awards. I finally got to peep A Star is Born last night. And um, I see why people are talking, you know, like, certain these Oscar Bay movies, I'm like, come on, man, for real. But A Star, Born is, Star is Born is a quality-ass flick. And I, I feel like Black Panther is going to have problems and there's going to be a lot of blowback and a lot of talk over that. Because a lot of these movies are coming out right now to get these Oscar voters hype, to get the votes. And A stars born Born, uh, Bradley Cooper directed it, first-time director. People are going to love that. Start singing. Start Lady Gaga doing a great performance. Dave Chappelle shows up. It's a really solid-ass flick. And I'm worried for Black Panther. Like, I'm... She goes, doing me to look like no, you I should mean, already know what's gonna happen. Well, but.
3: there's there's some of that. I mean, it's also what you said was really real. Nothing that ever comes out in January ever wins because it's already you know, it's old news. Mm-hmm. And they put out all the movies in November and December for a reason that are like the Oscar movies. Yep. And um, I mean, I think the only award that's um, oh. relevant is Black Panther winning Best Picture. It's already, you know, even if it wins like 10 technical awards, if it doesn't win Best Picture. And, um, you know, so I, I actually do think, I don't know, I didn't see A Star is Born. It's the fourth version of the movie. Yep. I've seen two of the other ones. Yep. I have not seen the Chris Christopherson, uh, Barbara Streisand, Streisand yeah. one from the 70s. I've seen none of them, so yeah. this is my first time getting the story. And, and everything. it's like I didn't even—I thought the Judy Garland, James Mason one was corny when I saw it one like 20 years ago, <laughs> like for a film class. Um, you know, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I believe it. I mean, it's like it's a, you know, it's a good basic story,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and it's a tearjerker. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, when you remake a movie a fourth time, like, could, should that really? But, yeah, you know, I guess it doesn't matter. Most people haven't seen, you know, I mean, nobody's seen all all the others, no. you know. I don't know. I, the, I, I'm i suspicious of that. Like, I'll check it out when it comes on cable like I did La La Land, but.
2: I still ain't seen that one. You
3: know, yeah, and it was like, you know, I'm not, you know, there's a lot of other things you could do with that two hours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it is quite tight. Uh, also, I wanted to shout this out, Pedro Pastel, who everyone knows as Game of Thrones,
3: the Sand Snake,
2: <laughs> playing himself. Right. Yeah. Well,
3: he also is the lead in uh, the first three seasons of, uh, or first two, definitely of, of Narcos. Uh, of Narcos. Yes, yeah. he is.
2: Yes, he has Did a great job on that. Has been cast as the lead in the Mandalorian, which is the new Disney Star Wars. Series, which will premiere on Disney's streaming service, which has now been named Disney
3: Plus. I think that's a whack name. I do think <laughs> that that's going to be a, a very. I mean, so they're not giving dates to any of these, right? So nah. that might come out in 2024.
1: Four, no, no, know? no, no, next year. Because no they, way. They, no,
3: but they've listed a bunch of things. Yeah, but this like, is in production already. I mean, assuming they're gonna have the dis like so, like the old classic Disney movies, the Pixar movies. All the Marvel, like, all the Avengers and, uh, like, all the Marvel stuff Mm -hmm. and the Netflix stuff. As well, like, it's a no-brainer, like, I feel like this channel, like, you you have to get this channel. this is the winner. Yeah, I mean Pedro Pascal as you know, and they're doing aren't they doing uh what's his face uh, Diego Luna's character? Yeah, Diego Cassian, Luna Cassian uh, is Andor is it, also yeah. getting
2: a series Cassian and Andor from uh, Rogue One. Right. So this will obviously be a prequel to Rogue One. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> no spoilers, but yeah. Um
3: <laughs> and and just other stuff that I've read and you know I know that they canceled all these Netflix shows but I think they're coming back. In I don't some- think so. Even as heroes for hire, Perhaps. like a heroes for hire with like sort of all those, you know, I don't know.
2: I mean, come on, let's be real, folks. Who really is out there itching for the Luke Cage, uh, Danny Rand team? But of? if you
3: include Colleen Wing and and Misty Knight, and you get you know Night Nurse back, and then you include some of these <laughs> other characters, you know, I feel like there's some there's some dope, uh, Dope stuff.
2: Did we really see this with Defenders, like this didn't work. Well, I
4: well that that's I, a different thing. I like I think that's a totally you like the thing. Defenders
3: yeah, series. Yeah, the Defenders more than I liked, certainly more than I liked Iron Fist one and probably Iron Fist two. What? And I did like Iron Fist two more than one. Wow. Yeah, I like the Defenders. I thought the scenes with them, like the you know the the stuff with the heroes, was dope. I thought that the. Sigourney Weaver's dope, the, like, five different, like, family, outfits yeah. she kept wearing? No, the five different, like, you know, gang leaders that came together from, like, the different movies. You know, it was like the Injustice League of, you know, <laughs> the like, minor league Injustice just, there League, we go. you like, know, but still. The A. Injustice Yeah, it was league. the triple A Injustice <laughs> League, but... Um I mean look I didn't love but I liked it more than Jessica Jones season 2. I Ooh. mean there was a lot Ooh, you that know. Was a, yeah. And I I guess I'm very alone in this but I liked it more than Punisher. But I loved the Punisher when he was on Daredevil. I just didn't like his series. I did not really care for his series that much either.
4: I haven't finished it. I liked what I saw it was in cool. the original. In the original um well the first 7 episodes I saw it's I I it's ironic for me. I think if all these mass shooting shits weren't going on, right. I yeah, think Punisher true. would be way more lit. But it's like I'm almost desensitized yeah. to what the Punisher does. But for what he does, I enjoyed it. Um, I understand why it was called Disney Plus because it's keeping in line with their other services. So there's ESPN Plus. Uh, oh. their service. And HBO so it's Disney plus, plus and things HBO. like that. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. they have ESPN Plus. And it just makes sense they didn't want to break the reel. You just call it Disney Plus. Like I get it. It's it's not really it inventive. Matter. But you you could have called that shit for all nerds, and they would have been like, yo, <laughs> we get for we get Disney's for all nerds. I wonder how much. Service. I wonder if
3: they're gonna try and actually charge more than you know, Oof. like you know, because now it's creeping up to fifteen on Netflix. Like yeah. you know, I remember when it was seven ninety nine. I-, I
4: could see them charging ten. For like the first, like an introductory. I would assume. I at could least see that. 10. because they, cause they so don't because everybody's gonna. You, well, when they when you get on ten and then a year, hey guys, just wanted to let you know because the production costs we're gonna be increasing. Just you yeah, just take right. It. Just to, they take it slowly, but um, I think with with the with the library that they're already gonna have, it's already worth. it. If you have a kid, it's beyond worth it already. And with all these um all these original series, it's giving more of an, someone like me is giving me more of an incentive to buy because now I will have the original series. I'll know that anything else that's out, whether it's Netflix or on ABC, especially if it's on ABC, that's the next step. If ABC doesn't want a certain series, they'll put it right on Disney Plus or they'll just create it for Disney Plus. So it'll be a hub for everybody, for all those series to come, to come about. And as far as like the whole Heroes for Hire whatever, I think it would be dope if they did Marvel Knights. And right. And Marvel Knights. Sure. And just make that the original series. And whoever can come in right. can come in. Like, the Throw Defenders are still knight. around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it'll be Moon Knight, Doctor Strange. <gasps> you know, all of those, like, all the Ghost Rider. And then, shit, the, Diego Luna will have... Like multiple jobs, right? Because he's ghostwriter, so it's like you have all these characters that are already out, and when you have an anthology series, they're all just existing in the world. So you won't, you know, it sucks that some of those creative teams may not be able to get back together as they once were. But in terms of the IP in those characters, you still have that sustained.
2: Nice, yeah. I I mean that is the one you know I've been peeping Titans on the Disney, uh, the DC service, but. Disney, when they drop, it's over. There's no real question there. They're going to get the dollars. Wait, the DC
3: service is out. Like yep. you could do, is it free? <laughs> no, sir. So like, and how much are they charging? I'm not really sure. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's the correct answer. No, what did Dave Chappelle say? That is correct. Yeah.
2: That's a, <laughs>
4: that's is that the only thing on there? That what? is correct. <laughs> the actual answer is $7.99. Yeah. That is the correct yeah. answer.
2: <laughs> Titans
3: is great though, folks. Uh, moving on. But wait, is Titans great the way Legends of Tomorrow was great, or is Titans Great the way good things are great? Wait, Legends of Tomorrow is amazing. Well, it might have gotten good, but you were hate watching it in the beginning. You definitely I just voted.
2: thought it was like ridiculous and utterly ridiculous, and right. that's why I love it. No, Titans isn't isn't utterly ridiculous and that's why I love it. Titans is like not faithful at all to the comics, but it is a very well done translation of the comics. Right. I'll say that. And it's dope so far. They introduced Doom Patrol last week. It was a very dope episode. Then the latest episode, uh the Titans all finally get together and it's lit like And what I'm- else
3: is on the network? <laughs>
2: oh. Yeah, I mean, they got like, Swamp Thing coming. Swamp Thing, right? And Doom but I don't
3: even understand how they can ask you to pay seven ninety nine with a straight face when Marvel's putting out like
2: <laughs> coming with all of this. It's like, like what does DC always do, folks? Like mean, you had like this is brand new for them. Marvel does all the hotness. DC says here, this is what we got. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know, I don't know. Like,
4: I, I mean, I have faith in DC that they'll be able to put a sustainable Young and, Justice. And, uh, but are they do Working they have the rights the to Young
3: Justice? No, Young Justice
2: they? the season 3 is right, coming the to Right, the season scene.
3: 3 is, but can they even show season 1 and 2? Yeah, two? yeah, of
2: course. They own it all. Okay. Yeah, they're bringing that back. That'll be there. They'll you'll
3: get all the seasons of Young Justice.
4: Well, yeah. Okay,
3: so those are owned by like they're not owned by like Cartoon Network. Oh, no, no those Warner are owned Brothers. by DC and yeah, Lee yeah, style. Yeah. Well,
4: Cartoon Network is in the yeah, family it's in anyway. The family. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're That's they're gonna... Turner, Warner Brothers, yeah, all yeah, of that. So it's transitional. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, but like I said, moving on, before we get out of here, you know, it hasn't been that bit, but I got to do a little comic side hot this week. Cut that one quick. I can can only imagine how long this one is going (laughs) to (laughs) go. No, real quick. uh, Tomorrow this week, when you hear this episode, the new Wonder Woman series by G. Willow Wilson is out. Make sure you pick that up, G. Willow Wilson. Is the author of Miss Marvel, the creator of the new Miss Marvel, pretty much has been shepherding her character and is now doing Mother Effin' Wonder Woman. So that I cannot wait for. I have no idea what her take on the character is going to be, but I'm so hyped for that. Also out tomorrow, Bitter Root number one by David Walker and Chuck Brown. Uh, the artist Sanford Green, you know, friends of the show. Bitter Root is the series from Image Comics. It takes place in the 1920s. It's about a family of monster hunters. You know, in the Harlem Renaissance who are fighting monsters and they have to overcome their own family issues to take on this great evil that's coming to them. So make sure you check that out. Bitterroot number one. I haven't been reading too much lately. I finally got to read DC's uh, Metal series that ran, was that this summer? Yeah, it ran this summer. God bless you. You, you,
4: you, yeah, you, you you never checked it out? Jess? I checked it out, but I checked out. Okay. I checked it out.
2: I, I read the whole thing at once. It was, Like, the hype beyond it I didn't get. If you're into something that's, like, utterly ridiculous superhero action, it's good for that. But it just didn't have any weight to it to me. It felt like all these horrible things were happening, but you just knew that the heroes would survive, and it would just be like, okay, this should be over. And that's pretty much. But what how come it
3: didn't work for you in that? Because that's how I felt, like like ten minutes after, or three minutes after I walked out of Infinity War. What? No, no. But no. I mean, it's like. But see, Infinity War ends with them dead.
2: This didn't. But end you, with you them know dead. that
3: they're not going to be dead for real. Like, but not you know all of them. Back. You don't know
4: how, and you don't know who's going to die next. You welcome don't know. The, welcome to comics. Yeah, yeah no, no. 1930 I know that. Nineteen thirty to infinity. <laughs> no, <it's laughs>
3: not a, no. It started started later. It started more recently, but it's true. Right, I, I know, but. I think that's a serious like problem is that the two, you know that they, that they bring bring people back, you sort of ruin death as, a, as an even thing. See, I didn't had a
2: I don't think I, I still don't think they Infinity War is still one of my favorite films of the year. It's one of my favorite Marvel films because it's the impact of those moments like whether or not they come back from that is one thing whether or not they all come back whether or not other people get killed, it doesn't matter to me. It's the fact that right then and there when Bucky dies his last words are Steve. Right, You know, when Brute dies, his last words are "Dad." You know, it's all these moments. It's Tom Holland's fucking performance just eating the screen up. So it doesn't matter to me. Like, it's the story. It's the journey. It's not like, okay, oh, but I know Tom's got another movie. Of course he does. You know,
3: Spider-Man. No, in the moment, I definitely felt, you know, like, and for three minutes after. Oh, I'm no, it's, I still it, but, it's still there. It's still there. Have you we- watched it again? No, I haven't seen it again. Since oh, when I you see it again, the it's going to hit you. It's going to hit you, bro. Um, it hit me. And I'm not- Odin's you know, son. I, My I, man
2: said he's Odin's son. I thought it was incredible. And then he no, died.
3: But, you know, yeah. I mean- um and Thor could just- <laughs> But, but that's uh, actually
4: a big, a big debate that you have, like where people feel like, what is the permanency of death? Like, I'm gonna keep it real. If I'm, if I'm a Banshee, if I'm Thunderbird, I'm right. sick. I can't come back. Right. Marvel can't come. It's like, yeah, she's been back. People, a couple be, times. people get he irrelevant. Zom- zombie Banshee. He, even, he, yeah, I, I I mean, get, he but irrelevant. I'm, even, but I'll see even here. <laughs> yeah. Thunderbird, Marvel. Yo, if I'm Marvel, I'm the most upset. I'm like, people get obliterated. People get sick with black hole. Cancer is that permanent? Like, damn. Well, maybe that's also, maybe that's Something that's like impactful where they like he died of cancer, they don't want to, yeah, that's a lot that. another, yeah. just thinking, just thinking. John that, Constantine
3: but... died of cancer, like probably. Multiple, Do you times. mean chain smoking, <laughs> yeah, chain yeah. smoking? John Constantine <laughs> he died of lung cancer, definitely during a Garth Ennis run and, and uh, came back, <laughs> and came yeah, back. Yeah, he's back. So yeah. He's definitely died multiple times, but at least that there's an excuse.
4: Magic, I'm and,
3: just yeah. saying that it, it's they, you know, it's a Charlie Brown with a football thing. I was like, there was no chance that Superman was gonna be dead now, the fact that he wasn't in his own comic for like a year, that was dope. And, but they also they used it to spin off these all these new yeah, but those were dope. Stories. They were they were dope stories. Yeah. But he came back, and he had a mullet. And will, have a mullet It would be really dope If all of these characters Came back with mullets That's mullet what happens When you go to the <laughs> that, That's what
4: happens When you go to the lonely barber Man When the next one drops Yeah m- Mr.
2: Morris You already know bro yeah. I need you on that Mullets on everybody Yeah It's Yo, a but,
3: with the mullet But <laughs> yeah. even Hanging goes, out of Hanging out of the back Of his No uh, with, with the mask off with, with Afro, afro on to it,
4: mullet With beads on it There we go Yeah. Braided mullet But look at Look at look at um Wolverine Wolverine stayed dead for like longer than I thought. That's that is true. And then, but they cheated by bringing old man Logan. But yep. still, the Logan Logan wasn't wasn't around for a while, and I was just like, damn, like I didn't think I didn't think it was gonna last as long. Like I haven't read Return yet to see how how he actually came back. But
3: I mean, know. another thing that, and I think this, you end up with uh, some of these comics gate assholes or whatever. But like, because characters keep getting brought back to life. There aren't that many characters that are created in the last, like, 30 years Mm. that are, like, wholly original characters. Mm. Even, like, your Miles Morales is still Spider-Man or, like, Impulse is still Kid Flash. Yeah. they're not introducing new characters and concepts. I, I and, see, I would disagree there. Like, I, I I do say that
2: there's not many who get the mainstream notice, but with, like, movies becoming such a thing, and you're seeing more movies made off of random comics, these characters will become a lot more mainstream.
3: And also the collections making it into, you know... Um, Bookstores. You know, Mo- Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur yes. outsells... You know, some superhero stuff because those collections are in Barnes and & Noble and on Amazon, mm-hmm. and kids are reading them. Yeah. Um, which and there's, is cool. And
2: there's such a... Like, we talk about, you know, buy independent comics. There's so many different independent comics. Like, Valiant is about to launch their movie universe.
3: Right. No, no, this was more towards the, you know, Marvel DC killing and then bringing people back. And one of the problems with it, it's sort of like we keep electing these same old Congress people and senators, and then we, you know, we don't get young people in there, which is what we got in the last election. Like, you got to keep it, you know, it's a cycle. And that's why we always
2: talk about buying from new
3: authors and writers.
2: Made sure y'all are cop Shuri. You know, Shuri just dropped. Uh, Iron Heart is about to come out. Next week? No well, uh, two, uh, two weeks. Two weeks from now. We'll definitely be talking more on that. So, you know, you just got to keep going for the new stuff. And don't always go to the bid to. Don't go to Marvel and DC for every comic you buy. And on that note, before we get out of comments I copped, I wanted to talk about Planetary. It's an old comic, but it is one of my favorites ever. And I realized I haven't gushed about it recently on here. So it's by Warren Ellis and John Cassidy. It's three trades long. They're reprinting the trades right now, and Planetary, it's only 22 issues, but to me it is probably, for 22 issues, it's one of the greatest comics ever made. It's in my top ten of all time. I try and reread it once a year. It's about a team of three explorers who are trying to, not trying to, they're actually going into the secret history of the world, which contains all these different fictions. So it like relates, let's say, to Lone Ranger to Batman, and the Lone Ranger to the spirit. And it relates all these different fictions, old science fiction movies, ghost stories, Japanese action, all these different fictionary worlds into one world. And it's just one of the illest comments I've ever read. Check it out if you ever want to just read something really quick. Three trades, only 22 issues total. Planetary is from DC. But it's just something where you can read it and you don't have to have any other knowledge of any other superheroes. It really helps if you have knowledge of pop culture and like movies and film and all this, you know, stuff in general. But if not, it's still just an ill ass read. It features an evil Fantastic Four. Just a sick comic. Check it out when you have a chance. That's it for Comics.com. But we do have Chico Leo in here tonight who said he had an announcement to make. I was wondering. to do my pick of the week. That's what I was about to say. I was wondering did you have Chico's
3: pick of the week? So, um, there are two competing uh, shows that are on right now about uh, the first uh, manned or humaned trip to Mars. One is on Hulu and it stars Sean Penn and had like a Mm -hmm. huge budget. That one's trash. <laughs> there's <laughs> Thank one, you. and Sean Penn is really trash. Yeah, there we go. Then, there we and, go. And and, uh, and then there's <laughs> one on National Geographic, that's half documentary, half like original story, and it's just called Mars. And it starts out with literally the ship with like the first six people going there. And the first season is only six episodes, and the second season just started. If you have like on demand, I don't know if the first season is streaming on on any services. But, uh, you know, my regular you know, Spectrum cable has National Geographic on, on demand. Anyway, it's actually really good, and it takes you through. Like, we're at the point where, like, a corporation has now landed. Like, you know, you know like, they've, they've got a settlement. There's been several more groups of people who've come. It's bigger. But there's also half of each episode is actually documentary where they're interviewing, like, Elon Musk and Neil deGrasse Tyson and, like, astronauts and stuff like that. Anyway, the, the drama stuff, some of it, it falls flat or is corny, but the combination of the whole thing is really dope. And, um,. You know, it's it's not pretentious. That's the problem with the Hulu one is wildly pretentious. <laughs> um, and, like, the Hulu one's better acted and probably has better cinematography and is better acted. I mean, better better directed, all of that stuff. But this this one is definitely, uh, it, it, it's more, it, it's less pretentious, it's more straightforward, and it's telling a dope story. And it really is, that is the next frontier. I mean, at some point, we're either going to die on this planet or go to Mars. So, you know. Um, oh. All right. Yeah, no, I think uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I've never watched, you know, anything on the National Geographic Channel. Um, they got some really good documentaries. So
2: I believe, I mean, obviously it's National Geographic. They better have some goddamn good documentaries. But I believe that they could pull off a documentary. Like you say, I'm sure the drama might not, but it's only
3: the first season. But it's season. not, it's not, no, the second season has just started. Yeah. It's the, I mean, this is not comparable to, like, some history channel. This ain't no like, lifetime. Hour-long thing on the Vikings or whatever where they have, like, whack reenactments that are, like, <laughs> six the- dudes swinging axes. No, this is, like, the real deal. Like, yep. They have real actors and actresses yep. that are really good, and it's, like, international. And they get into all the different nitty-gritty things of, like, having someone, having people, putting people on Mars and... Um, just, it, 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 just it, it covers all the angles. I just think it's a really good, it would make, a, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where you're like, oh, that would make a really good TV series. All right. So um, Mars on National Geographic? Mars on National Geographic. I mean, I also try always try and pull something that's a little, you know. Out there. Out out of the blue that you But I think I think people would definitely like it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, at its core, like Lost or Deadwood, it's about forming a society. Mm-hmm. I've been peeping uh Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix which is not I saw the first two episodes not bad. and then I they're coming out with a Christmas special yeah. apparently. And I heard
2: the last episode is one of the best episodes of TV this year. Right. So I'm waiting to get to that. It's been, you know, school it's, it's a it's different.
3: I watched the first episode of Riverdale but I couldn't get into it mm-hmm. and this is set in the Riverdale yeah, universe. universe. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go back to it. I mean, I feel like you get a little more with Netflix than you do, yeah with definitely whatever Riverdale is on c dub and uh yeah, I mean you know it it, the, it was definitely uh it had a lot going on in the first two two apps, yep.
2: All right, anything else before we get out of here tonight, folks?
4: Uh, Thank you to our Patreon subscribers once again. Make sure that you check us out. Um, You won't be able to see anything if you're not a Patreon subscriber. Spoiler alert. You got to subscribe in order to see what we got exclusively on there. Be sure to donate. We have $1, $5. Cent, five cent, ten cent, dollar. We have all types of options for you. You get swag. You get exclusive content. You get posts. You might get Chico's Netflix account, depending on how much. That might be the five racks uh, option. Yeah. You get, you get a month free on Chico's. You get. What is it? What is it <laughs> well, when like you can an make another profile? Though, yeah. You make a right, right, right. So you better watch because when the thirtieth day hits, right. you are off that. You to get a lifetime. ain't right? even like your ex girlfriend days, or anything. Thirty like, days. Yeah. Thirty days of a you Netflix. That's ruthless. When you actually go and eliminate somebody's profile, oh, I, I've I've had to change my password a couple of times before. It's like, hey, yo, get your other guy to to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so oh well, too bad, so sad. You lose the privileges. Membership has its privileges, and you, yeah. my friend, have had them. That's the b-
3: line. <laughs> membership has its privileges. <laughs> you know what, exactly what I'm saying? Right. It ain't petty. It's just business. Right. <laughs> <laughs>